What's up, everybody? How was your day? Feeling good? Feeling alive? Yeah, you like that, huh? Clever. <laughs> it's good to be here. Good to be here with you. Excited to share with you the message that God's placed on my heart. I'm excited. We're in a series tonight, well, we have been over the past couple weeks, called What on Earth Am I Here For? Everybody say, What on Earth? What on earth am I here for? We're talking about calling, okay, this importance of just knowing what you're called to do. Now, I'm going to take a little detour tonight because, I mean, the series is all about discovering what the Bible says about your calling, okay? What has God called you to do? What on earth am I here for? But what happens once you discover your calling, okay? What happens when you discover your calling is a choice. Everybody say it's a choice. When you discover your calling, it is your choice. Everybody say, my choice? (laughs) It's your choice whether you're going to walk into that calling or not, whether you're going to take a step further into Jesus or not. This year, I've noticed in 2021, I mean, 2020, we all had kind of an excuse to take some time to just reflect and and just be, because it was a tricky year. But I find now in 2021, some of the residual from 2020 is there. I've noticed that in my own personal life, I'm needing to be super intentional. Hi, Zoom. It's good to see you. I'm needing to be super intentional, and maybe you guys can relate with this, about breaking these habits that I formed in 2020. Yeah? Just me? In 2020, I got really good at isolating myself. I got really good at it. I got super good at it. In 2020, I got really good at being lazy. Really good. And what happens now in 2021, as things are starting to shift into a different direction, I've noticed that this residual is kind of stuck on me. Even though I know what I'm called to do, right? We've talked about loving people. We've talked about peace in ourselves, peace in those around us. We talked about that last Wednesday. But what happens now that I know this is that it takes work. Remember, we talked about putting the work in. What happens when you understand what you're called to do and, and, and how do you step into that? And so that's kind of what I'm talking about tonight. I'm going to talk about the things that prevent us from stepping into our callings. Mm-hmm. The question that arises in a lot of our hearts, especially right now, right, is what's next? What are the steps to take, right? I like to know what's coming up. I like to know what's about to happen, do you guys like cliffhangers? There's some, there's some strange people in the world that like cliffhangers. I don't understand it. I mean, no shame. If you're, if you're into cliffhangers, just, just go ahead if, if you're into cliffhangers. For me, if I'm being totally transparent, I love knowing what's coming up. I love knowing what's happening. Um, does anybody just absolutely despise spoilers? I love spoilers. I really do. Because I'm like, dude, if, if, I got, if somebody is going to like pass away on this show, just tell me so I can like brace my heart for this, so I can prepare myself for this. Um, fun fact, you guys might have met Pastor Charlie. He hates spoilers. I love spoilers. It was actually really funny. There was a time that we were in line at this Earth Cafe. I think it's called Earth Cafe. That's a place, right? Yeah, it's super hipster and fun, right? We were there, and it was right around the times that the Lakers were in the, the finals, right? And so we're there, and we're in line, and this guy in front of us, he sees that, like, both Charlie and myself were wearing an L.A. Dodgers hat, and he's like, how about them Dodgers? 
how about them Dodgers? And we're just like, yeah. And he's like, did you see the game? And I saw the game. I knew what happened. But Charlie hadn't seen the game yet. And he's like, yeah, don't tell me. And the guy's like, it was crazy. Just like totally disregarded Charlie. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, I know exactly what's about to happen right now. And this guy completely disregarded Charlie. And he's just like, yeah, the Lakers won. And Charlie's just like, it's like bummed out. For me, I want to know what's going to happen. I don't like that suspense. I don't like not knowing things. I like being in control. I like being in charge of my life. How many of you guys like this is us? Yes, Randall is my hero. He's my hero. This Is Us wrecks me every episode because there's like a cliffhanger that happens in the middle of the episode. Like literally every time they go to a commercial break, there's a cliffhanger. (sighs) Kevin, why? Randall, why? Yes, it's real, dude. I hate cliffhangers. Just tell me. Just tell me what's going to happen. That's so how life is. We like to know what's going to happen. We like to be in control. And that's the cool thing about our calling is that we know what's to come. We know what's to be expected. Now, how that unfolds is totally in the unknown, right? But we're always asking God what's next. How do I step into my calling? How do I do that? How do I take steps further? How do I break free from the residual I like that word. I'm saying it a lot tonight. How do I break free of the residue of 2020? How many here just say you're ready to move forward, ready to take steps deeper? Are you ready to step into the calling that God has for you? Are you ready to go deeper? Are you ready to see change take place in your heart and in your life and in the lives of those around you? Yes. You guys can get pumped, man. We can get in this together. We can get excited. We are ready to see God move. You guys got to get more pumped than that. We're ready to see God move. 2021, this is your year. But now, it's on you, taking a step further into God. Here's one thing I wish I knew. Back when I started my steps in Jesus, not knowing. This is one thing I wish I knew. This is the one point I want you to write down tonight if you're taking notes, okay? God has gone before you. God has gone before you, knowing what you're called to do, understanding what's next. See, a lot of us, we don't know what's next. We don't know. But understanding that God has gone before you changes everything. Understanding that God is already in your future, right? That scripture up there, Hebrews 13, 8, says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Did you know that God is already in your tomorrow, setting it up for you and for your blessing? God is already there. He's already, do you guys like scavenger hunts? I love scavenger hunts. And the cool thing about scavenger hunts is that when you arrive to a scavenge, There's somebody that's already been there, and there's somebody that's already steps ahead of you, and that's the cool thing about God. He's already ahead of you. He's already preparing a place for you, and knowing that gives us the courage to move forward, but what prevents us from taking steps forward? I'm glad you asked. Here we go. Let's move forward. (laughs) Turn with me to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Shah. Deuteronomy. I'm having fun tonight, guys. This is it. I love Wednesday nights with you. Do you love it? Of course you do. It's not even a question. It's not even a question. Deuteronomy 31, verse 8 says, Do not be afraid. I'm going to say it again. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid or discouraged. 
Before I read the rest of the scripture, I'm going to give a little context. Maybe that'll make a little bit more sense. Who is speaking right now is Moses. At the time of him writing this and saying this, this is at the end of his life. Moses, just in case you didn't know, was the guy that went to Pharaoh, said, let my people go, hoorah, and like God's people who were in captivity in Egypt went to this place, this promised land. God has a promised land for each and every one of you. God has a promise for you. And see, there's a process that takes place in order for us to get into that promise. But so often we let fear prevent us from stepping into those promises, okay? So Moses is saying this before he's ready to pass away. He knows he's getting towards the end of his life. Joshua is his predecessor, okay? Joshua is going to take God's people into the promise, the promise that God has for them. And he is saying this at the end of his life as they're getting ready to cross over into the promises that God has for them, okay? You might be at that place right now. You're ready to step forward into what God has for you, and you're ready. This is what Moses is saying to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Have you noticed that fear and discouragement are two of the biggest things that prevent you from walking in all that God has for you? Maybe you're fighting with that tonight. Maybe you are feeling discouraged, just down. And you might not even know why. Or maybe we're gonna talk about fear. We're gonna break apart fear tonight. It says, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. Isn't that cool? God has gone before you. I want you to hear that tonight. God has gone before you. You don't need to worry about tomorrow. God's already in your tomorrow. He's already in control. He will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. It's the promise of God for everything, for everyone. So what I want to do tonight is I want to share about, I'm going to break down fear. Okay, we're going to do the, um, what's the word, acronym. We're going to make an acronym for fear, and we're going to talk about these things that prevent us from walking in the calling that God has for us. Are you ready? So before I give the F of fear... Sounds so weird. Before I break apart the first letter of fear, <laughs> I'm gonna give a disclaimer. There's two things. So I gave this message earlier towards college students that finances were a big thing. And so the F of fear, the first thing I wanna talk about is finances. You might be like, PB, I don't even have bills to pay. <laughs> like, I'm 13 years old. This is one of those things that I want you to keep in the back of your pocket. Because when you look at finances, I want you to hold on to the fact of God taking care of you. This is him providing for you. Because finances for college people, that represents provision. And for a lot of us, I mean, maybe you're here and your family really struggled during the shutdown stuff. Maybe finances is a hard thing for you, and so this actually hits home for you. But I want you to look at this. I want you to look at God providing for you. When you realize that God has given you everything that you need, that gives you the ability to step into your calling. That gives you the ability to move forward deeper into God. So when you think of fear, finances, provision, okay? Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it says, And my God will supply every need of yours. Isn't that good? See, when I say something that's good, you can say amen. You can say preach it. You can say that's good. Yeah. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So good. When you seek the kingdom of God above all else, Matthew 6 says, everything else will be given unto you. So good. Let's break down another F of failure. What? Failure, not fear. F in fear. 
whoa, wait, okay, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> the F in fear, comma, failure. I think a lot of us are afraid of moving forward with Jesus because we're afraid of failing Jesus, right? That's deep for me. And I just want to keep this point simple because I don't want you to get lost in the details. It is okay to fail. In fact, it's actually expected to fail because we're not perfect. When you fail, I'm not even saying if you fail, when you fail, that doesn't mean God loves you any less. I want you to hear me tonight. When you fail, not if you fail, when you fail, you're not letting God down. In fact, if you never fail, you're not trying hard enough. When you move forward, it is good, yes. When you move forward, you're bound to fail. But what happens in our failures, that's when God's glory is seen the brightest. My gosh, because it's not us, it's not our strength, it's God. I'm not saying try to fail, try your best. Get in it, get in it, go far. But that could be a fear of stepping forward in Jesus is you're afraid of failing. And I'm here to tell you tonight, it's okay. God is bigger than our failures. In fact, God can use our failures to further his message. So good. So good. So that's the F of fear. Now the E, this could be something that you might feel right now. This is such a relatable message. This is fear. This is what fear does. Fear of moving forward. Fear of failing. Finances. God providing for me. Will I have enough? Absolutely. The E of fear is feeling empty. Maybe you feel like you don't have anything to offer to God. Have you ever felt that before? Felt just empty? Felt like you have nothing to give? Two thoughts. One scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 and 28 says, But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. Do you feel foolish tonight? I feel foolish all the time. I do. To shame the wise, God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world. Have you ever felt that? I feel that on the daily. Even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are. That's deep. If you feel like you have nothing to give, friend, you are in perfect position to be used by God. Amen. You guys know the story of Jesus, Jesus, what? Help me, Lord. I've talked a lot today. This is bound to happen. Jesus feeding the 5,000. You guys have heard that story. Maybe you've seen um, Bible stories about that in Sunday school. Jesus feeding the 5,000. God is not concerned with what you don't have. Can I say that again? God is not concerned with what you don't have. God is asking you right now, tonight, what do you have? Because what you have, when given to God, is more than enough for him to take, multiply, and see miracles take place. You might feel like, I can't take steps forward. I can't break out of this cycle of 2020 because I don't have enough to offer. Can I tell you tonight that you have more than enough 
for God to use. What does God ask the people with bread and the fish? They're just like, I don't have much, but all I do have is this. Some loaves of bread and some fish. What does Jesus do? He takes the bread, he breaks it, prays, blesses it, and then it's multiplied. Can I pull out a point from that? Sometimes God will take the things that you give, that you give back to him and allow it to be broken in order for it to be multiplied. <laughs> That's deep. Because sometimes we feel like God lets things break in our lives. Have you ever asked yourself that question? God, where are you? Why did you let this happen? Sometimes something has to break in order for it to be multiplied. That's what happens with the bread. Jesus broke the bread and it was multiplied. If you feel like you have nothing to give, nothing to offer God, not good enough, not strong enough, God is telling you tonight that you are good enough and that you have more than enough to be used by him to change the world. Why are you stopping? Why aren't you moving forward? Why are you afraid? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of failing God? Are you afraid of being empty? And here's the A. Are you afraid of not having enough approval? See, for a lot of us, we need approval before moving forward. For a lot of us, we need to have that kind of affirmation in order to take steps deeper into God. Well, especially for youth, guys, especially for youth. I mean, I've been there where I want the approval of my friends. I want to be accepted and so I wait to get that acceptance. I wait to get that approval before moving forward. But what if you're missing out on an amazing adventure with Jesus because you're waiting for approval of someone else other than God? Can I tell you tonight that God has approved you? God has given you his approval. You can move forward. You can take steps. You can bring people to Jesus. You can invite them. You can see change take place. You are more than enough. You are approved. You are not disapproved. You might have been told your entire life that you are disapproved, but I'm here to tell you tonight that God says you are approved. So crazy to think that we need so much approval. When I was an intern back in the day, many moons ago, was reminded earlier, 10 years. Yikes! 10 years ago, I was an intern. Woo! You guys were like six. Yikes. Hurts my brain. When I was an intern, we were the guinea pigs. We were the first class of this internship program at a different church in the city. And I remember it like it was yesterday. One of my good friends who did the program with me, this was a very immersive program. And so when she decided that she was going to do the program, her mom, who was not a believer at the time, said, if you do this program, I'm going to kick you out. For a lot of us, we would take that disapproval and say, oh, gosh, I'm not even going to step into that. I'm not going to go. Like, God, that must be you shutting a door. But she knew, my friend knew that God was calling her to do this. And she wasn't going to let disapproval stop her because she knew that God had approved of her. So what did she do? She stepped out anyway. She got kicked out of her house. Sure enough, she started doing the program. God opened up a door for her. This is a true story. To have a host home, a family from the church stepped up and said, you can live with us for nine months. Holy moly. Fed her, gave her a place to sleep, everything. So she straight up moved out of her house, moved into this host home, rent free 
for nine months. And literally during that time, her mom saw a change in her daughter, gave her life to Jesus. After that, her whole family started coming to church. And at, the, at nine months time, literally her entire family got saved. And at the end of that year of the internship, she moved back at home with her mom and her family was completely changed. Wow, crazy. What happens when you receive God's approval and you don't let any disapproval stop you? So good, so good. How many of us wait for approval to step out into God? Need that affirmation from our friends, that's good. But is that what's driving you from taking steps further? So I want you to to listen to these verses as we're drawing to a conclusion tonight. Romans chapter 2, verse 29, it says, No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God, and true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God and not from people. When you invite the Holy Spirit into your life, when he is alive and active in you, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have access to God's Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you, to transform you. And when you have the Holy Spirit inside of your heart, you become, you become changed. And when you are changed, you should seek after God's approval and not man's approval. I heard a quote one time about affirmation, which was, it wrecked me because I'm such a people pleaser that if I don't have affirmation, I feel like I'm failing God and everybody around me. I heard this quote one time. It says something along the lines of, if you live by the affirmation of others, you will die of a lack thereof. I'll let that sink in for a second. That's really deep, right? If you live from the affirmation of others, you will die of a lack thereof. Which is to say, if I feel really good and that's what I live by, It's just a matter of time until I feel bad again because I don't get enough affirmation. Have you noticed that there's never enough affirmation? Words are so powerful, and I ask you tonight, are you getting God's approval? And I want to tell you this. God approves of you and your calling right now. Do not wait for the approval of others to step out into it. Amen. Galatians 1.10 says, obviously. Everybody say, obviously. It's deep, man. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Is God's approval enough for you? And the last point that I have, all right, we're going to break it down. The F in fear. F in fear. I can't get over it. It's failure. Am I afraid of failing God or finances? God's provision. Am I afraid of being empty, not having enough? Am I afraid of approval? And here's the R. Am I just not ready? Maybe I'm not ready. I don't feel ready. And I'm going to ask you this question. Is there ever a time that you feel ready? I mean, you know this. When you're studying for a test, you can go over the information over and over and over again. But as soon as that test comes, at least for me, I'm like, (laughs) never feel ready enough. I've noticed that that's totally how it is in following Jesus. If you think that you got it all figured out, you quickly realize that you do not have it all figured out. God is a God of right now. If you have breath in your lungs, you are in a perfect place, a perfect position to be used by God to see change happen in this world. God is a right 
now, God. Right now, not in five minutes, not in 10 minutes, but right now. There's a verse that is straight up beautiful, and I'm going to close the sermon with this. Isaiah 46, 13. It says, For I am ready to set things right, not in the distant future, but right now. I'm ready to save Jerusalem and show my glory to Israel. How beautiful is that? For I am ready to set things right. Maybe you are right now waiting for things to get in the line. God is saying, why don't you step out right now? Why don't you do something right now? What do you have? Let's see it. Let's see it multiply. I'm believing that right now at the sound of my voice, God's dropping ideas and passions into your life, into your heart that you cannot contain. God is stirring something up in my heart, and I want to see a life be caught on fire for Jesus. It's time to leave 2020 in 2020, shake it off, move forward with that residualness, and just leave what's in the past in the past, because God wants to do something new in you right now. Amen? I want to pray for you guys. So would you do this? Would you stand to your feet? I'm just going to pray a blessing over you. I'm going to pray a, a commissioning over you. I'm going to pray an urgency over you. So let's all do this. Let's close our eyes. Let's lift our hands to heaven, reaching out to God right now. I'm praying that as you do that, you are going to feel a sense of God's Holy Spirit, an excitement. No fear will stop you from stepping into God. He's waiting for you to step forward. Take a step right here, right now. Lord, you are here, hands lifted up, hearts open, and we're going to say, God, here I am. Use me. I pray in Jesus' name right now that everybody that can hear my voice, whether on Zoom, in person, on podcasts, would you begin breaking down fear in our lives? If there's one of those acronyms, failure, emptiness, approval, I'm not ready. If any one of those is resonating in our hearts tonight, God, I pray that you uproot it. Show us where it started. Uproot it in Jesus' name, and may there be freedom tonight. Oh, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. We love you. And we pray that in your precious name. Amen. Amen.